Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps with Boxing Social in partnership with FreeBets.com, Forged Irish Stout, Ready to Fight, and Empire Fight Store. And I'm joined now with the one and only, the one and only, the Romford Bull himself, Johnny Fisher. Johnny, uh, welcome to Las Vegas. Thank you very much. Great not that it's your first time or anything. Not my first time, but <laughs> great to be here again and to see you, Michelle. And uh, yeah, it feels like home a little bit now. Well, I've been here a few times. Uh, I would imagine, I think the last time you were here was a bit warmer though. It was, yeah. It's a bit colder this time. I've never been here this early in January. I've been here like end of Jan, February time going into March. Been here July when it's mm-hmm. super hot, but yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to be here. It's nice and peaceful at this time of year as well, but I know Vegas doesn't stay peaceful for long, so it'll start <laughs> getting busier. I know. Well, congratulations on the announcement that you will, you're going to be fighting. What? How long or how far away are we now? Four weeks? Yeah, so just under four weeks, mm-hmm. I'd say. I think four weeks. Uh, no, yeah, just under four weeks. So we've got three weeks of solid training and sparring left. Then the last week we'll be tapering off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're in a good place already. But it's that last little bit of sharpening up and getting them rounds mm-hmm. in. Vegas is a great great hub for sparring. Yes. Um, you got a lot of the heavyweights out here. Uh, anyone in particular that you've been um, yeah. sparring? Well, I've been sparring just over here recently, a Cuban guy. Uh, I don't know, his name's Eddie. He's got a really uh, uh, extravagant uh, Cuban-Spanish name, but um, with him, he's been really good with Salas' gym just to start off with. We're sparring Michael Hunter next week as mm-hmm. well, so that'll be great rounds, the experience that he's got. So, there's no shortage of sparring, but if anything, it's about just saying, right, we've got this guy this week. We don't need to be worrying about everyone else, just one thing at yeah. a time. Because it's great to have loads of sparring, but you don't want to get over. You don't want to be overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. It's just you need two or three spars a week, and that's enough. So no opponent announcement just yet. Yeah. Um, when can we anticipate that we're going to know who you're going to face? It should be the next 24, 48 hours. Okay. We know who it is. Um, so I did I, this interview a little too early. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But um, yeah, I, we know who it is. I think Matram know who it is as well. But okay. I don't want to announce it without the uh, the, the bosses. Uh, I don't want to say it and mm-hmm. give you the exclusive as much as that could be. a. I don't know how big of a thing that is. But yeah, we know who it is. So it's always good to work to a game plan as well and um, know who you've got so you can get aspiring in according mm-hmm. to that as well. Well, your career is moving swiftly. You're keeping active. Um, you're on a, a knockout streak right now. I believe five opponents so far you've stopped. I've stopped nine opponents. No, no, no. Like a, oh, in a row. In a row I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. In a row. Yeah, since my fifth fight, um, I, I fought Gabriel and Gwemer at Alexandra Palace. In that one, I actually broke my hand in the build-up to, to it. So it was hard to get the knockout in that one. But um, he was a tough a tough guy anyway. And then, yeah, since that fifth fight, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's five, yeah, five knockouts in a row. So... Always looking for the knockout. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. But if it comes, that's the icing on the cake. So I know, obviously, having a strong 
knockout ratio is always good. But at the same time, so is getting the rounds in. Um, Do you almost wish that you had a little bit more of that or are you are you completely content with with the knockout ratio you have i'm content really okay. content with it especially the last fight as well um i knocked the guy down in the first 10 seconds but he he, he was a very tough man harry armstrong and we we got seven rounds in so mm-hmm. that was the sort of the perfect the perfect way to win the fight um get the knockout but got good a good seven rounds in so i've never done i've never gone past six before that so mm-hmm. um i know i can do it i know i'm fit enough to do it but actually doing it in practice and getting to that last the last seven eight nine ten rounds it's always good to do that for a psychological advantage in your mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. the ultimate aim though not looking too far ahead but obviously is to start to go for some form of titles here right what's 2024 looking like for you it's looking uh it's looking promising. Um, I've sat down with Eddie. Uh, we sat down with him just before Christmas mm-hmm. time, and um, sort of you have a blueprint of where you want to go. As you said, you don't look too far ahead, mm-hmm. but yeah, you want to start moving towards English titles, British cool. titles. Yeah. I won the Southern Area title in my last fight, which was a great little title to win. So uh, it's got a lot of history behind it, and um, outside of the boxing world, probably not not as well known. But people in boxing respect the Southern Area. It's more of a small hall show sort of thing. But there's always some good scraps for that title, and. Um, I think me and Harry Armstrong put on a really good fight for that. We won Southern Area title fight of the year for that as well. So um, that was the first little notch on the belt. I've got something there, but you want to keep building. And yeah, eventually you want to get to English, you want to get to British, you want to look at European and you want to fight for a world title one day. And mm-hmm. whether that's three, four years down the line, five years, or it might, might you might get a shot within 18 months, you just don't know. But mm-hmm. you just got to keep winning, keep grafting and uh, we're going in the right direction. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. When it comes to learning, because you're still in that phase, obviously, where you're learning, you're absorbing, um, who would you say has been, has or has there been any other boxer who has given you really sound advice that you've been able to take with you? Well, we were talking about this off camera, like Joe mm-hmm. Joyce is a good, really good friend of mine, and through the very, very early stages of my career, when I was like 18, 19 years old, moving to 2021, just being around his camps, mm-hmm. seeing how he operated, especially the Joe Parker camp, um, really good to see. It's really, and it's, it's, it's all worked out perfectly because mm-hmm. I'm here now and I've had the experience of going to the gyms that he's been to, going to the UFC, and I've, I've done it before. So this isn't going into it blind, doing my US debut. I've been over here three or four times. And uh, yeah. yeah, Joe is really a guy who I look up to. And I looked up to him since I was young. And uh, yeah, all of that, that work we've put in over the last two, three years has really, really paid dividends now. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you say has been the best sparring you've ever had? I mean, that could mean really anything. Like, w- you took something from that. Um, Tyson Fury sparring Tyson before the Wilder Free fight was good. Not because we got loads of rounds in or we were sparring and it was really aggressive. Like, the last bar we had was a really good one. It was only a few rounds at a time, but it was more the advice that you get from John Fury and Tyson mm-hmm. Fury about worrying about yourself, don't worry about other people your mum, your dad, your family, they're the people that care the most about you, so do what's best for you. Um, just more about the sound advice from a from a personal perspective being in the sport of boxing, that was great to be around and not even so much aspiring itself, you know, mm-hmm. just being around that environment. Uh, me and Joe have had some great wars from the physical side of it. Uh, Daniel Dubois is always a tough spar as well, so you can take something different from every from every yeah. guy. You know, it's not not every spar is the same. You might spar one week, I might spar Joe, and nothing really happened. And the next day, in the next couple of days, when we spar again, it's like a we're trying to knock seven bells out of each other. So 
it's good. It's good the experience you get with different guys and doing it in different environments as well. Mm -hmm. Going away from your own gym, going away from a comfort zone, getting uncomfortable. That's where you grow as well. Mm -hmm. So January, I'm sorry, February marks the, obviously, uh, your first fight for 2024. How many do you anticipate to have for the remainder of the year? At least three, hopefully okay. four. Hopefully four fights would be great. I had three last year. Um, August, after the fight in August, my last one, I had a little bit of a hand niggle. Um, that I had to rest up for a little bit and it's important to look after your hands as all boxers know so I'm, I'm really diligent with that now mm -hmm. and um, yeah hopefully if, if there's no injuries and everything goes to plan we'll be looking at four so mm -hmm. one was it now early February we're going to be fighting then maybe April May time then back end of summer and then one in Christmas time that would be that would be perfect but plans don't always go go as you want and uh, you've got to be ready for that and you've got to be ready to anticipate that things won't happen as you as you as you think just like in a boxing match so mm -hmm. yeah just one fight at a time that's the way i've got through it so far and it's done me well so far so i'm not going to change that mm -hmm. obviously not looking too far ahead but i, I i'm just curious yeah. when you envision your career yeah. who is somebody that you hope to share the ring with at some point it could even be somebody who's who's older and maybe, you know, could be kind of out the door. I don't know. Um, who, who who would that be for you? In my career, I've never thought of it like that, you know. I've never thought about who have I... Because I'm in a privileged position where I sell a lot of tickets. I've got loads of support. Mm -hmm. I don't have to look for the names. I look at the belts. I look mm -hmm. at my my own uh, trajectory and where that is. And whoever's there at the time is, is there, you know. Um... I remember at one stage of my career early on, we was talking about Christopher Lovejoy and then I found out a little bit more about him and realised that's not a route I want to go down. Maybe when I was four or five fights in, that was a good route, but I've not really got any rivals as such as yet. I think the way I fight, the entertaining way I fight, the way I'm game and I'll go in with anyone, I think that speaks for itself and I don't need that animosity or that rivalry with someone else. But listen, you want to be fighting for world titles one day and who's the guys there in a minute? You, Joshua, Fury, Usyk... They're the sort of guys you dream about. But at the minute, that's only a dream, and that's a long, long way to get there. But you want to be fighting. But when you do dream, though, Johnny, yeah. do you not, like, I, I do hear that there have been people saying when they were younger, they dreamt of fighting so-and-so, and then they eventually get to share the ring with them at some point, mm. obviously before that person retired. Yeah. Well, I don't like, I'm not that sort of guy to call people out, and I'm, I feel not ungentlemanly, but I'm... <laughs> unsportsmanlike to like talk to myself in the same vein as these guys but it's a dream as a young boy you go up and like someone like Anthony Joshua you've watched for, mm -hmm. for, for your whole career maybe in three four years time if he's still coming out and it's a changing of the guard and you're at that, at that stage but I feel quite embarrassed talking like that because really? I don't yeah because I don't feel like I'm I have any right to even mention his name yet you know yeah but every pro every world champion has been a prospect yeah they have they have but for me, that's not my style. That's just not. I know. I know it's what people want to hear. They want to see. Oh, I want this guy. I want that guy. But that's not the way I am. <laughs> but you know. But people do know with me, and I hope they can see when I do fight. I have got a switch, and I'll go into that mode where I need to. I need to fight, and I need to. Mm -hmm. I need to turn it on. But for me, that's just not my style. Outside of the ring, I've got respect for every single person I fight, and I'm not saying calling someone out isn't it is is a disrespectful thing. But I know my lane. I know what I've got to do, and I've got to earn my right to be at that top level. So. I've got to focus on me, and the only guy in my head who I know is the next guy I've got to fight, so I don't look past that at all. I respect that. Um, you mentioned, obviously, you and Joe Joyce have a great friendship. Yes. Um, just what were your thoughts are on, on the setback that he had against uh, Zhang? Yeah, I think um, 
from Joe's perspective, well, I've been with him the last sort of year in his in his camp. So I was in the Joe Parker camp, and that mm. camp was the best I've ever seen Joe. And mm. it pushed me on, and I think I helped him a bit the way I was young coming in and helping him train as well. And it was a, it was. I think in that that Joe Joyce gives anyone trouble across the whole the whole heavyweight division, and then I was in the camp for the very very beginning bit of the Zach, the first Zang fight, and Joe's my friend. I can say this: the focus wasn't the same. I think the whole team agreed that we probably was all overlooking Zang a little bit, um, thinking about fights with Usyk, Joshua, Fury, but we didn't realise at the time that Zang's probably as dangerous as any of them guys, and mm. I don't think Zang's in the picture at the minute because everyone knows he's a huge huge banana skin and. Uh, he weren't on that Saudi card, but you'd expect him to be there, like mm. jo- Joyce or Zhang. Like that, they were they were being talked as top top four, top five guys, and neither of them were on the show. And I think Zhang's being avoided because of the job he done on Joe. But I know the Joe Joyce um, that can beat beat anyone on his day, and he needs to get back to that fire. And he's that fire back in his belly. And until he's got that fire back in his belly, I don't think he should be. Uh, Mixing with them top, top guys. He needs to get a bit of rhythm back. Mm. And there's no disgrace in that. He's, mm. he's, I know he's 37, 38. As a heavyweight, it's not it's not old mm. as, as such. There's no guys are going into their early 40s. Look at Zhang himself, 41, right. 42. Klitschko, another one. But um, he's just got to, he's got to find his rhythm. He's got to find that eye of the tiger again. And uh, it might take him a little while. A couple of warm-up fights. There's no, there's no rush. Another year. Back end of next year. Get back in that mix. Because... Mm. Sometimes when you do lose as well, it opens up opportunities for you as well. People want to take you on a little bit more. Maybe Joshua's looking at that fight now thinking it's an easy night's work. Fury might fancy it a little bit more. So all he's got to do is rebuild a little bit and get that get that mindset back. That mindset he had when he fought Joe Parker was elite. I remember being in camp with him. He wasn't even drinking any fizzy drinks, no diet coach, drinking water all the time, taking his vitamins on time. Yeah. He was he he was he was upset and angry in the mornings, and that's when I know Joe's good because <laughs> you don't want to you know to stay away from him and not talk to him, you know. And then mm. uh, he warms up to it as you get in. But yeah, he'll he'll be back. But it's up to him if he wants to come back or not. In in that vein to the top level, he's got to find that mojo again, you know. Do you find that because you are knocking out so many of your opponents that you will find yourself maybe in a position where you may not have certain opportunities because you pose as a threat? No, I don't think so for me because I think a lot of people out there fancy it with me as well because I've come from a, a, a background where I've not had a huge amateur amateur career. I had four senior amateur fights and I had six juniors before I was 14 years old. So people see me as a bit green. The last fight I had, I think I showed a lot of the boxing community in England that I've got a bit more than just having a big right hand. I showed that I've got a bit of... Uh, a bit of tactical now so I can I can stick it out and wait my turn a little bit but I've still not shown 80% of what I can do mm-hmm. and I know I can do and the skills that I've got and um, I think that's why it's important I do things like this take myself out of a comfort zone and keep progressing them and keep honing them skills and um, I don't think people are going to be be trying to avoid me because of that I think um, all I'm doing at the minute is creating a bigger name for myself getting my profile up especially in America this will be mm-hmm. great for me because mm-hmm. I'm not well known in America as of yet in England I am but uh, it'd be good to show a, experience that new audience because one thing I've seen being over in America it's a different kettle of fish to being in England and um, yeah I think uh, I will start gradually moving more and more over to America mm-hmm. hopefully yeah hopefully get to see you on a few yeah, more cards out definitely. this way and over the next few years um, just out of curiosity, I mean, since we are speaking about American, obviously Deontay Wilder being yeah. American, um, were you at all surprised by the outcome with his fight with Joseph Parker? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know Joe Parker as well, and um, 
first of all, huge congratulations to him. He stuck to his game plan and, mm -hmm. and you've got to give kudos to him first and foremost. But yeah, Deontay Wilder wasn't the same killer we've seen before. Um, people speak about boxers getting old overnight. Maybe that happened to him. He did seem a very, very much more mellow in the build-up to the fight. Um, not being the killer he once was when he was fighting Fury and, and guys before that in the way he spoke. He was very... Uh, he was very content with himself, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not a good place to be in when you're a boxer. You've got to have that ambition and that hunger, and he's a guy who's got to find that as well. Um, I've heard about what he was doing in the jungle with some of the stuff he was taking, and that could alter your outlook on life and stuff. Maybe he has mellowed, and he's made a few million quid, and fighting Fury three times, and all of them being great fights, that takes a lot totally. out of someone, you know. And maybe when you get to, what is he now, 37, 38? Yeah. It? That's, 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 it's not it's not old, but when you've been around for a long time, 40 fights or so, it can take a lot out of the health bar. And you've only got so much you can keep giving and keep going back to the world. And maybe it's time for him to hang up the gloves. The inactivity as well. Yeah. He had, what was it, one round against Hellenius in about a year, year and a half. Joshua has shown the blueprint for that, you know, fighting three or four times this year. Frankly, and Otto Wallin, uh, who was the other guy who fought uh, Hellenius as well. Mm -hmm rounds in the bank and he, he put in a good performance against Wallin. Not that Wallin was impressive that night, but we saw AJ turn a corner that night and uh, he's really put himself in that mix and part of that has got to be due to the fact that he's been active the last year. Joshua teaming up with Ben Davison. Um, obviously, there's that little storyline behind it yeah. just because obviously yeah. Ben and Fury. Yeah. But um, he looked really good. Really good. He did. He looked like he was selecting his shots well, a little bit more spiteful. Let his hands go. Let his hands go. Not like in threes or fours, but there was ones and twos, and he wasn't backing out. He was mm. he was coming forward in, a, in an assertive way. Um, part of that may be due to the fact he wasn't too worried about what was coming back from Wallin. Um, but I do the mindset change of Joshua in, in the build-up as well. I'll, I'll take a little bit of note of that mm. as well. And he was he was a bit more aggressive, a bit more assertive. Short with, with reporters, cutting him off a little bit, which I, I quite like. It's a different Joshua we've seen to the last year. And Ben Davidson's a great coach. He doesn't live too far from me. Um, he trains my friend, uh, someone I sparred loads with as well, Fabio Wardley. Mm -hmm. And um, he's got a great little stable over there with Barry Smith. And um, they're, doing, they're doing great things. I think Ben's uh, got a really good boxing brain and he's... He's like a student of the game, you know, mm -hmm. and he does a, he focuses a lot on film study. And I think what he's uh, creating over there is, is really good. And um, it's great because when Joshua does well, the whole of British boxing does well as well. I know right. Joshua encapsulated a whole crowd of people that I remember when I was at university, people weren't interested in boxing, but they were interested in Anthony Joshua. Mm -hmm. A bit like how the YouTubers mm -hmm. have got people involved in boxing. Joshua was doing that before them and got average Joes involved mm -hmm. in boxing as well. So we need Joshua to do well because it's great for us over in Great Britain. Right. Uh, what do you think of Anthony Joshua announcing his fight against Francis Ngannou? I know it, it was rumored at yeah. one point, and I didn't really think that that was going to be what was next. But surprisingly, it was just announced. What are your thoughts? I think it's a great fight for Joshua yeah. at this point. I think, um, especially after the Fury and Ngannou fight, where Fury didn't have his best night at the office, people probably uh, rating Ngannou a little bit higher than they was. So I'm, I, I am especially. But I do think Fury had an off night, and I think if Joshua can be on his game mm -hmm. and get and Gano out of there in four or five rounds, it really puts him at the top of the picture again. Mm -hmm. And then Fury beats Usyk, and then it builds that Fury-Joshua fight that we spoke about nearly a couple of years ago now. It's been going on for. So the Saudis are doing a great thing, getting these mm -hmm. fights made. Listen, we'd love them to be in England and in America, but um, the fights are getting made nonetheless, and they're doing a great job. And that card uh, a few weeks back with um, the Wallin and Wilder and Joshua and uh, them guys, that was a great card. So long may it continue. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Robert Garcia 
just a few days ago, you know, he trained yes. um, Joshua for one fight. And he says that based on Joshua's last performance against Wallen, that he actually believes that that Joshua could beat Alexander Usyk in a trilogy. Would you agree? Yeah, I think uh, Joshua could have beat him in the last two performances as well. It only takes, it's a cliche and it's been said, but the power Joshua's got, it just takes a split second for a fight to change. And that's why we love heavyweight boxing. But that's another fight I think Joshua, because he's a huge, he's, a, he's an avid competitor. He wants to put that right as well. So there could be a trilogy fight with Usyk at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think Usyk's with Dubois, the Dubois fight as well, when he fought Dubois, the way to, to beat Usyk is to the body and um, getting them body shots off. So he's got a blueprint now, not only from how his last two fights where he's fought him, but obviously Dubois fighting him as well showed a bit of weakness there. So yeah, it, I, th I reckon Joshua's uh, putting himself in a good position now for that for that sh for that fight as well. There's there's plenty of great fights to be mm -hmm. made out there at this time. Whether we see all of them, it never really happens like that. But if we get to see one, two, or three of them, we'll, we'll be we'll be happy as boxing fans as well. Yeah, well, we do have the undisputed finally happening next month um, in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Do you have a favorite yeah. going into that fight? Tyson Fury is the favorite for me. The bigger man. Um, when he needs to pull it out, when he needs to perform on a night, he always does. I think back to when he when he fought Klitschko in 2015. No one really gave him a much of a chance then. Klitschko was a super champion. When he's, I think when Fury's expected to win, I think back to when he fought Steve Cunningham, mm -hmm. when he fought Otto Wallin. The performances aren't aren't the best, but when he knows his back's against the wall and he's got to be 110. percent I'm hoping we get that Tyson Fury and. Um, Listen, Usyk's a fantastic operator, and he's not a small man. I know he came from cruiserweight, but he's still a big man, and it's mm -hmm. going to be a tough ask, and he's very uh, very good at judging distance and confusing opponents, but so is Tyson Fury. The only difference is he's six inches taller, and he's about four or five stone heavier. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting fight, but I think if Fury's on form, he beats Usyk, but if he's not, yeah, Usyk mm -hmm. I, would, I, would, I would go for, but for me, Fury. The best Fury beats the best Usyk. Tyson got a lot of stick for his performance against um, Ngannou. Yeah. What do you think that it was on the night? I think it was the whole, he got caught up a little bit in the, the build-up of it being an exhibition. Um, I've seen John Fury talking about how they was out for dinner the night before, taking photos with fans and stuff. Uh, and you sort of can lose track in that in that sort of world of exhibition boxing. It's not an exhibition, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's still a a heavyweight guy, a massive guy in France and Gannon who can seriously whack, as we saw. Um, you've got to be on your game. And, and Gannon's obviously had a fantastic camp. Fury's taken his camp a little bit lightly. And all it takes is for you to lose rhythm in the first one or two rounds, like he did. And uh, you can, your back can go against the wall. And before you know it, the fight's over. And you, you, you're chasing something that's not there. And the timing was out. It, it wasn't the best performance. And sometimes we're all human beings, right? Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't all, we're not robots. We can't always perform to our best of our ability every night, but maybe that's the wake-up call Fury needed before he goes in with Alexander Usyk, who's mm. going to be a completely different story to Ngannou, not only stylistically, but he is the pinnacle of, of, of heavyweight boxing at the minute, so maybe it's what he needed. Ngannou kind of came out as like a wild card, right, kind of inserting yeah. himself into the heavyweight division because a lot of people did write him off, yeah. being simply at the fact that he was an MMA fighter, and um, obviously people always see boxing as the more superior, um, I hate, I don't want to like rub anybody superior. wrong when I say it, but, yeah. huh? People, like the people see it as the superior discipline of like a martial arts sort right. of thing. Right, like yeah. especially if an MMA fighter's coming into yeah. the boxing realm, it's definitely that the the boxer is favored yeah. heavily. Yeah, um, so when you, when you look at 
Francis Ngannou's performance, because he really showed up. He, yeah. he, he had a lot to prove. Do you, what do you expect against Anthony Joshua? I, I think, I still think that Joshua's the superior, will we'll, we'll get him out of there in, in five or six rounds. But maybe that is a bias of me being a professional boxer, thinking that the skills, like if I went into an MMA or UFC cage, I'm obviously going to struggle in a, in a huge way. Mm -hmm. Joshua had done it and went and fought an MMA fight against uh, Ngannou. It's a different story, but mm -hmm. Ngannou sort of swayed that a little bit and showed that maybe maybe it's not the case. But I still think in the back of my mind, if the if the, the boxer beats the UFC fighter in a, in, a, in a boxing ring, that's 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 the sensible way to go. And I think uh, I think it's, it's set up perfectly for Joshua now to put on a great performance and uh, and get a dominant win over him, and it really puts him back in the picture. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, thank you for those predictions. One more, though. Yes. One more prediction, please. Okay. Um, next weekend in Quebec City, we are having Ed Arter Betterbiv versus Callum Smith. What do yeah. you think of that fight? It's a great fight. I know um, Callum Smith, being a scouser, I've had a couple of fights. I've had one fight up there. Um, great city, and um, he's got from a great boxing family, and he's proved himself at the top level multiple times, but... He doesn't get much better than Artur Baturbiev as well. So I watched Baturbiev fight Yard, and that was a great fight. I was there, and um, he's got his work cut out. But great body puncher, Callum Smith, long, rangy, mm -hmm. use that to his advantage. But you'd have to favour Artur Baturbiev, although he is—he's um, not young anymore, is he? He's 37, 38, and then light being a light heavyweight at that age is a lot different to being a, a heavyweight in that in that age. But it's going to be a, a great fight. I think stylistically they're, they're quite different, so it's going to match up quite well. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's a tough ask for Callum Smith, but I'll be supporting him back in the Brit all the way. Right. Well, the exciting news is the winner of that fight will go on to face um, Dimitri Bivol. That's great, yeah. So Bivol's like, I don't care who wins. I just want the titles. Yeah. Well, I was talking about Bivol fighting the winner of them two, which would be great, but there's also rumours of him fighting dry up a tyre in Saudi Arabia. I know one's a cruiserweight, one's a light heavy, but... That would be a that would be a great matchup too. I think them weights, light heavy cruisers, not only domestically in England where I am, but on the world scene, it's really exciting in a minute. And hopefully, with Saudi Arabia putting the money up for these fights and rewarding the boxers as they should be, um, we can see a lot of these matchups. Mm -hmm. What fight would you like to get like to see get made for 2024? I mean, we've we've been very fortunate in 2023 to get a lot of the big yeah. fights made, but is there one in particular, aside from obviously the ones that have already been announced, but if there's yeah. a dream there's fight that you could uh, you could have made, what would it be? Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua at mm. Wembley Stadium in Great Britain. That would be uh, fantastic for British fight fans. It's brilliant that these fights are happening in Saudi Arabia, but there is now a gap where, where these fights are being made over here. We need a big one in England. Yeah, and I agree. if they come through their, their respective tests, there's, there's, it's, it's going to be hard to be done because there's mandatories as well. Joshua might want to fight Hergovic for the uh, IBF title, but maybe the back end of this year, we'll finally get to see Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua mm -hmm. if they come through their respective tests. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. That fight needs to happen. It it's just like when Joshua Wilder should have happened, yeah. what, two, three years ago? And now, now we're now we're going to miss out on that. But I'm not moaning because we are seeing the likes of Fury Usyk and Ganu Joshua is still yeah. a great fight. I want to I want to watch. So we're getting closer to them. Mm -hmm. They're happening. They're happening. So hopefully, um, the back end of the year, that's the big one, Fury Joshua. Especially if they're both at the top of the game at, mm -hmm. at that stage. But as I said, they've not got an easy path to get there still. Mm -hmm. Last night you um, were there yes. uh, at O'Hara Davies' fight, and, and unfortunate for him yep. that it didn't go. 
um, as planned, Ismail Barroso, yeah. wow, he, he can crack. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, Will Jones, who trains O'Hara Davis, is a great friend of mine. Um, we trained together for years in, in Hornchurch and Romford. He's from Hornchurch, I'm from Romford, and uh, um, he was he's trained O'Hara very hard for this fight, and O'Hara, I know, has trained diligently as well. Um, I saw him over here for, for a few days before their fight. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. You can get caught cold. I, was, I heard the advice Will was shouting out. He's saying, uh, don't shoot, don't don't fall into the trap of thinking that he's, he, he was waiting for him to come and he couldn't have put it on a plate more perfectly for Barroso just mm -hmm. to to, uh, to crack him over the top. So what a, what a puncher he was. And listen, it can happen. That's the nature of this sport. You can be flying high thinking you're, you're going you're gonna to steamroll through people and then you can just get cracked and that's the end of that fight and the whole dynamic changes. So... You've got to be humble and you've got mm -hmm. to be uh, respectful to everyone you get in with because I'm very aware of how it can all change, you know. Mm -hmm. And lastly, uh, how's your dad? How's he's he doing? Good. He's good. He's coming over on Wednesday, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he'll be over here. My brother arrived yesterday, uh, a few days ago. Jake, who works on my social media stuff, he's here. So it was nice the first week, a bit of peace and quiet. But when Big John gets here, it's not going to be any more peace and quiet. <laughs> so... It'll be tucking into the buffet here at the Plaza Las Vegas. I just want to give a little shout out to uh, uh, the Plaza Hotel where I'm staying in downtown Las Vegas and Jonathan Jossel, who's the CEO of the Plaza. They've uh, done a really good uh, thing and they've, they've sponsored me for the camp for my team to stay here. Really, really grateful. He's a great man. And uh, we'll be representing the Plaza Hotel when we fight in uh, on Feb February the 3rd as well. Um, a great place, the Plaza, where they film Casino with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. A lot of history in this part of Las Vegas, so I'm very, very grateful for them, and I'll be I'll be representing them on February the 3rd as well. It's a fun fact. I didn't know that yeah, about right. the film. Yeah, it's, it's all filmed in here, like in Oscar's Steakhouse as well. Yeah. Robert De Niro, you see him sitting at the table, and then you walk down there and you see it, and you can you can see it straight away, you know. It's mm -hmm. an iconic film and an iconic place. Oscar Goodman still can be seen a lot mm -hmm. around here. He was, he was a mob attorney, so he worked a lot for the gangsters of Las Vegas, wow. and uh, he eventually became mayor of Las Vegas himself. And, um, yeah, um, a great man, a great story, and a great place to be. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what an experience for me to be training here. Uh, do you know, believe it or not, you know I've never been down yeah. here. Well, you need to come. You need to go. You've been, how long have you been in Vegas for? And you've never well, I've lived, I live here. Yeah, you live here. So, And trust me, I'm not just saying it. The steak's the best I've ever had as well. Right. I had a short rib steak the other day and I thought, <laughs> I can't be here every day. I'm going to be eating too much. So <laughs> I've got to earn my right. I've, I've got to limit it to once a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's uh, Fremont, right? Fremont, yeah, Fremont yeah. Street. I've, I've. The only time I've ever been down here is when I had to go to court to pay a ticket. Oh yeah, right. So you haven't seen that side of it as much, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's good. It's even me. Like well, I've only been here three or four times, but I've seen the last, the last little bit is becoming more trendy. Um, little more, a few more hotels popping up and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's a bit more quirky down this part, but I kind of like it. You know, you've got the nice big strip, obviously the the extravagant part, but this is downtown and. Uh, it's got a really good vibe here as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I hear I hear about it all the time. I just don't go out. No, no. I don't do anything. Probably the best thing not to go yeah. out. Yeah. Just that's, why, that's why I don't know nothing about these parts. That's <laughs> it. That's good. That's the best way to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well I'm going to have to check out Oscar's Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, thanks for the recommendation. No um, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I will catch up with you during Media Week. Any final words? No, just thank you to all my supporters. See you February the 3rd. Bosh. <laughs> Bye-bye, fans. Sports Social Podcast Network.